T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Lots, lots going on in Chicago. Hey, welcome to the show. Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff across the country on CBS Sports Radio. What started as a football story today has now grown to stuff off the field. So Perloff, we'll start with the Justin Fields part of this. Justin Fields with a very candid press conference that he gave earlier today where he basically said he's confused by too much information, that the, the coaches are, are giving him too much information. He wants to play more free. Um, he feels like he's playing like a robot. And when Justin Fields was asked why he's playing like a robot, this is what he said. Um, you know, could be, uh, you know, uh, coaching, um, I think. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, uh, they're doing their job when they're giving me, you know, what to look at and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, I you know, can't be thinking about that when the game comes. I prepare myself throughout the week. And then when the game comes, it's it's time to play free at that point. So um, thinking less and, you know, playing more. Okay, so that's what he wants. We're not sure what the coaches want. Although, Perloff, we presume everyone wants him to play well because that's yeah. the only shot they have at winning any game. Well, the coaches did say, Matty Buflu said, I do want him to play loose. Like, that's what we want, too. Uh, so maybe there's somewhere in the middle here. He's definitely holding on to the ball. Now, yep. is that because the coaches are saying, do this, do that, do this, and it all becomes too much? Yeah. Or, you know, sometimes I think that's an instinctual thing, too, where some quarterbacks, you've seen it before, uh, I hate to say some probably some Bills quarterbacks, definitely. just don't know when to let it rip. It's yep. a hard thing to know. So maybe he's in his own head, maybe the coaches are too in his head. One thing we both agree on, everyone agrees on, it's not working so far. So <laughs> maybe, maybe a different approach is the way to go. Uh, here is what Fields had to say was going to be his approach for week three. My goal this week is just to say effort and just go out there and play football how I know how to play football. That includes uh, thinking less and just going out there and, you know, playing off of instincts rather than just, you know, so much, so to say, info in my head, data in my head, and literally just going out there playing football. Okay, so later, Justin Fields had to clarify some comments where it was being perceived that he was blaming the coaching staff and not taking accountability. So here's what he said later at his locker. You guys' jobs are to get clicked. So it's like when you take my quote out of context, when you just say that, if you paint the picture on the inside out, like y'all are trying to split, split us up as a team. I'm not blaming anything on the coaches. I'm never going to blame anything on the coaches, never going to blame anything on my teammates. I will take every whatever happens in the game i would take all the blame i don't care to drop pass it should have been a pass put it on me all right well you know after the facts so now instead of you know blaming coaches uh blame the media 
Yes, media yeah. who cut up the soundbite and didn't give it proper context. Coaches and players can find a common enemy. It's always the media. Well, it does seem like Justin Fields is establishing a pattern of blaming other people. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> yes, coaches, the media. Now, I actually didn't have a problem with him coming out and saying, "Listen, I've got to like, I've got to be me. I'm not feeling comfortable." I do think that while it's unusual, we don't see quarterbacks do this a lot. I can sense a frustration there where he's having this paralysis by analysis and he just wants to, you know, I'm not saying like a cry for help. He's just saying like, I got to get back to being me. And this is what I'm hoping you guys are going to see this weekend. Yeah, it's not, it's definitely not a good idea. And he, he admitted as much. He's like, he basically came to his senses or someone told him, this is not what you want to say as a quarterback because you're a leader and you set the tone. The, the great quarterbacks always make it about, I did this wrong. I did this wrong. I did that wrong. I mean, Tom Brady always said that. I, I've never heard Patrick Mahomes blame anybody. Have you ever heard? Maybe in passing, but he'll never say that receiver did the wrong thing. Like quarterbacks, I, you watch interceptions, like Dak Prescott last year. 75% of those were on the receiver, and Dak did not throw them under the bus and say, that's because this guy ran the wrong route. So I think that's what quarterbacks should not really, you know, they should just say it. Just lie. That's what you do. You lie, Maggie. Perloff, you're talking about, you're using quarterbacks where, these examples, Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, Dak Prescott, these are all people who have had wild success in the NFL. I right. know Prescott hasn't won a Super Bowl, but like there's a little it's a little easier to take some of the blame or shoulder mm. more, I think, when you know at least there's like you've seen like that how you play can work. Justin Fields, nothing around him has worked since he got to the NFL. He has no proof of concept that this coaching staff can actually coach him to win games. And there's no proof of concept that Fields himself can win games at this level. That's absolutely true. But can you picture Bryce Young, who just came into the league from Alabama, is Carolina now, the worst supporting cast in the entire NFL. Can you picture him ever stepping to the podium and saying, I blame blames anyone but myself for this crap around me? No. <laughs> I don't know. Because he was born to be this position. Like He's been a CEO since his junior year of high school. I, I just think... He knows the game. Like a lot of guys, like there's a game here. You know, you're, you're the quarterback. What you say matters. This was a lapse by Justin Fields. And I think he immediately realized that. I don't know why he lashed out against the media. I, I understand what he was saying. Well, a common enemy. But I, uh, yeah, I mean, the media probably did play up the coaching aspect of that quote. I mean, you have to kind of hear the whole context. But that being said, he shouldn't do this. He just say, it's on me. I screwed up. I threw a four-yard interception at the four-yard line. And... I know, but I just don't think he wants to cover for this coaching staff because I clearly think that whatever yeah. he said after the fact, I don't think there's a lot of trust here. Yeah, but what does what that achieve him? Other coaching staffs are like, I don't want that guy in my building. Well, or maybe someone will say, listen, I know not to put a square peg in a round hole. I know how I can use this guy, or I think I could use him in a better way. We'll but see. every team is aware of that. They don't need him to come into a press conference and say that. Yeah, but it's not like he blew everyone up. He just kind of said it from his own point of view. Anyway... So that's what's going on with Justin Fields. So we thought, you know, that's kind of a lot. Like for normal franchises or businesses, like just having that happen in one day, that's, that's a lot to happen. Uh, it didn't stop there. We also found out that defensive coordinator Alan Williams, who, full disclosure, Prof and I not really familiar so much with his coaching track record, but that he resigned today. And there are some reports and rumors out there that have been non-substantiated that perhaps the FBI got involved. Now, again, we cannot substantiate any of those rumors. Alan Williams uh, did put out his own statement, which was 
saying with great regret, his he resigns as the defensive coordinator, uh, thanked a lot of people in the organization and said, I value the NFL shield and all that it stands for. And after taking some time to address my health, I plan to come back and coach again. Okay. Uh, a just a little, story. a little twist from a big NFL reporter, our friend Albert Breer uh, from Sports Illustrated. He read, he listed, put the statement out on Twitter. He said, here's the statement from Alan Williams. I'd be careful in jumping to conclusions on this one, but it's definitely fair to say the staff here is stunned. In the words of one coach, quote-unquote, F-word in crazy. Yeah. So there's definitely nobody saw this coming. This yeah. is not like a normal, hey, he was struggling and he's going away. So much to be determined here. You could take a million guesses. But it feels like this is the beginning of this story, not the end of this story. Uh, I think our fr- our other friend, Jarrett Payton, who's the son of Walter yeah. Payton, who's appeared on our show several times, he, I think, summed it up perfectly on social media. He said, we're only in week three of the Bears season, and it feels like we're in the thick of chaos. No defensive coordinator in the house as they face the best quarterback in the NFL. They're starting left tackle, heads to IR, and Justin Fields confessing to overthinking playing quote-unquote robotic. Let me remind you, it's only week three. I mean, perfectly put there by Jared. It's only week three and so much is going on. And as Pearl Awful point out, they also released Nathan Peterman. Oh, I know. Sherry on the top. What a day in Chicago. That we can confirm. I mean, everyone Uh, should just cancel work tomorrow. uh, Ian Rappaport, NFL Network, just tweeted, uh, Clarity, colon, the FBI did not raid Hallis Hall today, confirming that. The league is not involved, and Peanut Tillman is not involved whatsoever in this matter. Former Bears cornerback Pina Tillman's now with the FBI, which is news to some people, but uh, apparently he has no involvement whatsoever in this case. Okay, I'm glad we're getting to the bottom of this. <laughs> yeah, so... <laughs> I was I was interested if Pina Tillman was part of this. And yeah, yeah. And he yeah. pretends to rip off his mustache. You guys don't think that the FBI has a fake mustache and wig division? Come on. Yeah, but I mean, I do, do. I do think a large majority of the FBI employees are not undercover agents. I think they're probably bureaucrats. <laughs> Maybe. But, yeah. But interesting work, probably. No. I you think it's not interesting to work at the FBI? I think the FBI, have you ever met anyone who worked for the FBI no. or CIA? We had a friend. I can't talk much about it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or he'll have to kill you? Might have worked for one of those organizations. Okay. Then why was he telling you about it or she? Family friend. Got it. Years and years and years. Since retired. They couldn't a, They couldn't say anything about it, but he was basically kind of an, uh, an academic who studied charts in an office somewhere in Virginia. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was not... Uh, this swashbuckling agent. I think that is not a large majority <laughs> of the work. Swashbuckling? Was he a pirate? Right. I love that. He was not... Uh, he was not taking his martini shaken, not stirred. No, he wasn't. He, he never once jumped out of plane. Like, 70% he of his job... He wasn't scurvy? <laughs> 70% of his job was Excel spreadsheets, as I recall. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, it's an office job like anybody else. Most of what they do. So, anyway. I mean, don't you remember the latest Mission Impossible, the crazy stunt that Tom Cruise did sitting at a computer and doing an Excel spreadsheet? It was it's incredible. <laughs> I, I can't know. believe he did it by himself. He jumped out of a plane right into a cubicle. It was wild. <laughs> it landed right yeah. in front of a laptop. I think, like, what? equals sum of H2 <laughs> through yeah. not, uh, G2. And yeah, if you, if you watch those Mission Impossible movies, they're still, like, about, like, the Cold War. I don't even know what they're about. I think the huge job is obviously a computer fraud is probably 70% of what the FBI does now. So I don't I don't think any and of that is exciting. we thank them for that. Yeah, thank I know. You. By the way, every day I'm terrified of what's going to happen on this screen. Well, we did our Maggie and Perloff bracket of things that are the worst last year at uh, NCAA tournament time, and getting hacked was number oh, one. Oh, yeah. And that's just getting hacked. I mean, we're not even talking domestically. 
if if you ever look at like who's trying to get into your accounts, it's always like all over the world. People are trying to hack you at all times. How many text messages a day do you guys get with somebody trying to fish for something? Like 10. Yeah, there are times when I'll average like three a day. Like, yeah. Why? What do you think I have? Well, the funny thing too Papa is John's loves texting me. Do you guys oh, really? get uh do you guys get um do you watch these videos for work we have to watch about yeah. like don't get fished? Don't yes. get don't and I watch them like that is so stupid. Like, why would anyone click on one of those? Then I'll get like a USPS warning tracking. We could not get uh, drop off this package. I'm like, well, I'm gonna click on that bad boy. <laughs> <laughs> like all my learning it's in the like, professional wait. development is gone. I'm like, wait, the package hasn't arrived yet. I have to click on this strange I website. I wasn't expecting a package, but somehow it's not <laughs> arriving anyway. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. And it's funny because I was just posting pictures of my vacation and now they're asking me what my um yeah. apartment code and is. W- so weird. Why does the postal service have a hotmail account? I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> I'll still click on it. I better get to the bottom of this. <laughs> Berloff is going to be like, hmm, normally Nigerian prince, you're not getting me with that, but they're just like a Czechoslovakian diplomat. It's like, hmm. <laughs> No, they are way beyond, but that's like 15 years ago. Now it's a third attempt to deliver this package yep. has failed. Like, yeah, I'm going to click on that. By the way, if you want to get me, that's all you have to do. Yeah, it's because someone is sending Perloff another book. <laughs> <Which is? laughs> to try to get some pub on the show. The one I, that almost got me was I got a text from like my bank yeah, saying uh, or, or, or my bank or from something like that saying um, there was an attempt of fraud on your account. Oh yeah. There's a code being sent to your phone. Tell us what the code is to confirm that yep. this is you. Turns out what they're doing is they're trying to log into your account on some other computer. And that code is the, two-factor authentication. Yep. If you give them the code, you're allowing them now to access your account because they already have your password. Right. Now they just need that code to get into your account. That is it terrifying. Is I almost did it, and I was like, you know what? Let me just call my bank and ask them yeah. if this is real. No, and your, they said no. Your bank, I don't think... Uh, actually, my bank does text me. Sometimes they'll say, like, was this you with yes. a charge? So it was basically, was this you? Enter the code that you received to confirm that you are accessing or not accessing your account or something. Yeah, you know what? Criminals, you're going to have to wake up a little bit earlier in the morning, except no. for Perloff. You probably got him on oh, the Maggie, to get to us. Maggie, just, I'm warning you right Amazon now. Set. Do not talk a big game here. No, I will, Because, uh, I will yeah, get back. Anybody out there who thinks they are above this, just wait. No, I I do not think I am that smart. <laughs> Don't yeah, worry. I think we're all very vulnerable. Uh, let's go to the phones. 855-212-4CBS. Bob is in Myrtle Beach. Wants to change gears a little bit. Bob, you got a Bill story? Well, I actually, I've got quite a few, but I'm only going to give you one tonight. Okay. How far back does your Bill's knowledge go back? Well, I was born in 1983. <laughs> so 1982. <laughs> anyway, Pearl first I want to say to you is... I'm down here. I, I don't live but a few miles from your blue field. What did I tell you to call it? Teal Green. Anyway, Miss Maggie. Yes. This is only going to take a minute. This was when I was at work right before the NFL season 97 started. Okay. And 97, your okay. buddy, Paul McGuire, came walking into the store. Okay, cool. And I was like, whoa, you're, you're NFL Royals. I need to get a red carpet. He's like, you don't need it. And I said, you're right. I don't have it. <laughs> anyway, I met him. I met his wife. They were nice and all that. And um, he talked to me for about you know, a couple of minutes, whatever. And there was somebody else working with me that night. And she comes up and says, what was that all about? Said, you know who that is? I'm like, no, that's Mr. Paul McGuire. He, he is NFL royalty for NBC. You know, he does, he's the lead analyst. Yep. Right? And he played for the Buffalo Bills in the mid-60s. Yep. He actually played when Jack Kemp won the last AFL championship. Yeah. Anyway. She's like, my dad played for the Buffalo Bills. I'm like, really? 
Okay. And I said, you know, go and talk to your dad tonight, whatever, it's a few minutes up the road. And, and, and um, she didn't, I went back to work the next night. She wasn't there. And he came walking in a second night in a row. I'm like, I got something to tell you. You wouldn't have guessed. He's like, oh, what? <laughs> Him and his wife. And I told his wife, I said, you're his better half, not his other half, because he probably would have broken my arm. And he said, probably would have broken two of Anyway, wait, Bob, wait, hold on one second. Character. So who is it? What? Paul McGuire. Oh, Paul McGuire. I thought, oh, okay. I thought someone else was coming well, in, a different person. No, no. What I asked her. Yeah. And she said that her dad played for the Buff Bills at the time. His name was Stu Barber. Okay. okay. Stu. And, you know, and when I remember when they got to the counter and paid for their stuff, I said, uh, McGuire, question. He's like, what? He said, do you remember a teammate named Stu Barber? He's like, yeah, why? I said, that girl last night was his daughter. Ah. And he couldn't believe that. Bob, wait, I just got to put you on hold for a second. I don't know what to do. I don't want to be rude to Bob, but I can't just do that. That's a cool story, though. Hold on, let me say. Bob, hey, thank you so much for the story. We'll talk to you again soon, okay? Whatever, I'll call you back. I got more to Okay, thank you, Bob. Appreciate that. Listen, I can't turn my back on a Buffalo Bills fan, but I didn't know where that story wow. was going. That was actually Stu Barber's daughter. <laughs> well, I can't funny. believe it. Not the Stu Barber. Well, what was funny about that is it says Bob once has a Bills story. And I'm thinking to myself, well, we told a hell of a Bills story yesterday about a fan who was all hopped up on LSD, cocaine, oh. marijuana, alcohol, covered himself in feces, and then fell in a hole. Yeah, this was similar to that story. <laughs> By the way. And I wasn't sure. Just as interesting, for sure. <laughs> I also thought there was another person who, a famous bill that came in. By the way. I was about to say, like, that person came in and her dad was, like, you know, Cornelius Bennett. What would be the best bill to make the story pay off? I think I have an answer. Well, I guess Jim Kelly. But you would know if Jim Kelly's daughter was working with you. Jim Kelly walks into a store in the Buffalo area. That's not a story. If OJ walks in. Now, that is a good Jeez, story. For a long <laughs> that's a better story. Jim Kelly, doesn't he live up there? Like, who cares? No, but he's in Myrtle Beach. Oh, in Myrtle Beach. Yeah, but still, I think OJ is the best former Bill story. I, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, OJ's golfing. It's not Stu I'm Barber. Sure. I'll tell you that right now. It's like, <laughs> listen, I love Paul McGuire. I didn't even know Paul McGuire was a Bill, to be honest. I only yeah. saw him on TV. But, uh, I didn't yes. even see him on TV. Stu, yeah, you did. You had to. He's been around forever. Is Stu Barber related to Tiki and Rondé? <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. I, forgive me. I was waiting for a big payoff. Yeah. Should have been OJ. I'm <laughs> <laughs> I don't, you end a story with, and you know who walked in? OJ. You're not getting a reaction from anybody. That's it. You, you kill the conversation. No, no, no. It's a conversation stopper. I think it's, I don't know. I think it's kind of interesting. I mean. You might want to make small talk with OJ? No. I think it's a better story than making small talk with Cornelius Bennett. Like, I don't think that's a great story. <laughs> okay. I mean, I could have picked out somebody else. Steve Tasker. Yeah, no, it's not. Andre Reed. nope. Yeah. Uh, I think OJ's got them beat. Jack Kemp. Hello, world. Yours truly here. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, Twitter world. <laughs> I don't follow OJ on Twitter. You don't. It's good for you. Yeah, it's, thank you. It's bad. He's like weighing in on topics like like nothing ever happened. Just like, hey guys, oh. crazy because they have that crazy Shohei Otani story. It's like, no OJ, I didn't, and I don't want to hear from you. He really doesn't get the hint. No, he's made a lifetime out of that. Um, <laughs> Fair, <laughs> but still, I mean, it, more ways than one, I think yeah. to pay the story off though, it's got to be a little better than Stu Barber.
<laughs> you think? Actually, I don't even know. I'm, I'm not even perfectly clear as the role Stu Barber played in that story. Yeah, well, the, the Bears organization is basically burning to the ground today. And it's like, uh, I got a funny story for you. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. All right, my fault, everybody. I stayed a little too long on the story. Stu Barber, by the way, five-time AFL All-Star. Ooh. Yeah, put some respect on his name. <laughs> he played from 61 to 69, two-time AFL champion. Second time, second team. Oh, he's a big star. Okay, he's almost a borderline Hall of Famer. Did not know about him. Eight five five two one two four CBS. Deep dive time. We will get. We keep putting this off. We got a massive story in college football that we're going to get to. We will not neglect college football while everything is going haywire with the Chicago Bears. We get to all that next. Don't move, Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff. Uh, so we've been following the Chicago Bears story today. Uh, not only did Justin Fields have a sort of mix-up with the press, they cut my guy Nathan Peterman, uh, the defensive coordinator has stepped down. Maggie, what's the latest we have on that? Okay, so the latest on Alan Williams, who has resigned uh, as defensive coordinator for the Bears. This comes from Courtney Cronin, who covers the Bears for ESPN. She spoke with uh, Andrew Stroth, who's a sports attorney based out of Chicago, who's working with Alan Williams. He told her that Williams is resigning due to health concerns. Given the, quote, given the false rumors and what seems to be out there on social media, I just want to set the record straight that Coach Williams has some health challenges and some family issues he's dealing with, and he thought it was the right time to take a step back and deal with those issues. So um, is it fair for me to question why he might need a lawyer? Um, yeah. But anyway, um, maybe... It's funny because we're hearing that. It's like, hey, health issues want needs to be there for their family, you know, taking a step back, like, hey, this is nothing to see here. But yet we're hearing from NFL insiders that people inside the building are, you know, shocked and this is crazy and and so we're all left to sort of speculate and we'll see if any details come out. Or yeah. maybe not, and maybe his privacy just needs to be um, you know, just a way honored. To- the interesting thing to me, the way the day has gone, it just reminds you in today's social media world, you have to wait. You know, yeah. I think this this false report that the FBI was, how the FBI was involved, where it seems like a false report, spread so rapidly. Yeah. And it's just a reminder, like, man, you got to be careful these days. Um, time real quick for Ask the Pros. Okay, let's do it. All right. It's time to answer Ask the Pros question of the day, brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Today's question comes from John in Los Angeles. Do you think Shohei Otane... We'll be back next year. That's an interesting one. You can submit a question by tweeting it at CBS Sports Radio or at Maggie and Pearl using the hashtag AskThePros. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. 
Get guaranteed low prices and excellent customer services from the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. I got to tell you, I am more confused by the latest on Shohei than any time I've been during this whole saga. What's going on there? Yeah, it feels like now some red flags. I mean, clearly the guy's dealing with injuries as he's heading into what is going to be an unprecedented, we think, free agency, right? So the latest is that he had surgery yesterday on his elbow from Neil Elitrosh, actually the same doctor that did Aaron Rodgers' Achilles surgery last Tuesday or whatever. Busy time for this event. Anyway, he did the surgery on the elbow, but neither Shohei nor his agent are confirming what the surgery was. So normally this goes like, hey, you know, so-and-so had Tommy John. It was successful, you know, and they're going to start the rehab process immediately. Instead, would not confirm what type of surgery he had, but the doctor did almost guarantee that Shohei would be available opening day next year to hit and in 2025 to pitch. Yeah. I don't know how they know that. He hasn't even started the rehab process. How would you know that he could for sure be ready opening day 2024? I don't get it at all. Um, you know, some people, he's the head physician for the Dodgers, by the way. So he could, this could be a omen that he doesn't want to give up the privacy of one of his players when Shohei signs with the Dodgers. But I got to tell you, Maggie, I read the story. Don't pitch him. Just stop. Why are we, why are we playing this game that he can be this historic player if you're going to be paying all this money for him and every two years he's going to be benched because his elbow blows out? I say just pay him $450 million, let him be the best hitter in baseball. Is that too much to ask for? Yeah, well, not when you can have both. But you can't have both. It's too tantalizing. It's not tantalizing. It's never, ever going to happen. He's going to keep blowing his arm out. There's no way you can play every day and pitch every day. I think that an owner is going to have it in their head that they get to, you know, game seven of the World Series and all of a sudden, here we go. Here comes Otani giving you seven scoreless and also hitting a home run and driving in three runs or something. That's great. But a more realistic thing is you're going to get to Game 7 of the World Series and you're going to be at home watching on your couch because Otani's been out for three months with elbow surgery. It's, I well, mean, this is the second elbow surgery. I don't know if it's a Tommy John again. We don't know. But it's second elbow surgery. He's 29 years old. Like You don't want to be having many more after this. Yeah, I, I think he's a great enough hitter that you could just do this. I'm why not? But you're not going to give him $500 million just to hit. That doesn't make sense. He's averaging this year while pitching. He's hitting 304, 44 home runs, 95 RBIs. He's out now. I mean, he is he's really the best hitter in baseball. Yeah. So, but maybe they had the not best hitter in baseball before and in they Mike gave him Trout, 420. I know and still never won Jack's squat. Well, I don't think the Angels should pay him, but I do think, you know, listen, I, I don't think that these contracts ever work out, but I want the Phillies to sign him. He'd be amazing. In a small ballpark with that power, that size, that speed, he's a freak already just as an offensive player. Yeah, I just, I wonder. Listen, I don't doubt his ability to rehab. I don't think he's going to, like, you know, not take it seriously and all that stuff, but I... I well, he already came back once and is the best. No, yeah. I know, but now you're going to be 30. So Aaron Judge was 31 when he signed his most recent deal, right? Yeah. And you didn't like you didn't like that. You thought that he was going to be injury prone. Yeah. And so, he missed how many months this year, Marco? Too? Yeah, yeah, about two. Right. I think you were right about that. Shohei's twenty nine. You have the same concerns. Definitely, absolutely. What if he just hits? I mean, still concerned, but not as much. But I don't. But again, his specialness is yes, hitting and pitching. But it's together that really. That's, is it that's what makes you a five hundred million dollar player. Is it? But does it really make any difference? I, mean, I, I think he should only pitch. I'm like on the other side of this where Mm -hmm. I feel like finding aces is so hard 
And if you he can actually be your ace, I, I want that. That's that's more valuable to me. You can pitch, you know, two and a half times during a seven game series if you need to. As I know you can hit every day. I get that, but I think you can impact the game a lot more if you're pitching. I think the everyday aspect you can impact a lot. I mean, he's Let's see, he's leading the league in OPS. But nobody's ever hit their way to a World Series. I mean, I guess maybe some of Marco's... Well, Barry Bonds. Marco's uh, World Yankee teams. But you got to pitch yeah. your way to success. Well, the 03 Giants, I definitely... he Bonds hit them there single-handedly. He had a little like, help. And also, he got walked all the time. Yeah, he still had 73 home runs. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, I think Shohei... You agree with me, like, Shohei could be the top hitter for the next five years? He's... He's so good, and he's also incredibly fast, if that counts for anything. Uh, we will get to uh, this college football thing. We've got to get to this. We have spent the whole show. The Bears completely derailed it. I'm just going to do it real quick. Marco, do you mind? I'm thinking maybe we might need an age limit in college football. I'm starting to think that just a little bit, and it's not just because the Colorado State kicker from the game the other day is 31 and is a father of three living in the suburbs and also a college kicker. You get two stories this week alone about older college football players. This one is Cam McCormick, who originally started at Oregon with my Ducks. He enrolled in January of 2016. He spent seven years at Oregon. And now he just petitioned the NCAA to to play again with the University of Miami. Now, he had ankle issues. He had other health issues. But, I mean, he's nine years in college. And he's not even a doctor, I don't think. So, wait, has he been in college continuously? Yeah, he's yeah. been in college this whole time. And he's, he's petitioning for a ninth year, which he already got from the Pac-12. Yeah. Now he's going to try to get from the ACC. So it sounds like it's a rubber stamp. He didn't leave oh, yeah. to work or anything? He's literally no. has been taking classes for nine years. Uh, I would imagine so. We didn't, I mean, at some point, he probably needed a job. But Yeah, I mean, the ankle surgery apparently cost him three years. Yeah. Kind of all kinds of issues. I was trying to figure out the math. I'll be fair. I forgot about the COVID year. Because yes. I was kind of like, I don't get it. You know, red shirt, four years, three with the ankle. You're, like, how we get to the nine? But the COVID year it got to the nine. It. This is another one with the COVID year, which is Dabo Sweeney. And we've got the sound, Manny. Dabo Sweeney called in a kicker, Jonathan Weitz, who was all set to take a job in New York in two weeks, has already got an apartment. Apparently, he's on the beach. Now he's going to be kicking against FSU. Yeah, we got my man Weitzy uh, coming coming back. We, we called him off the – went to the bullpen, called him off the beach. Uh, he's down in Charleston. And honestly, we just need a little bit of maturity there, I guess would be the right word. So he was doing an MBA from Clemson, doing online classes. He's going to graduate with a master's degree. He had one year of eligibility left. I mean, I don't know. I feel like we're living in the real world, like unnecessary roughness. Did anybody yeah, remember yeah, in the like, yeah, early nineties? Yeah. Can we get like that, Scott Bakula coming back at like forty five? Yeah. It's called necessary roughness, right? Or was it called uh, unnecessary uh, roughness? Which necessary. necessary, necessary roughness. Oh, sorry, yeah, yeah. Necessary roughness. Scott Bakula. That's what I'm saying. We get somebody else in their 40s, Yeah, come back one more year. Well, I'm wondering. A little Sinbad in that movie? Maybe we can get a little bit of an age limit. And listen, you can always petition in case, you know, you're serving in the military or you're Don't doing, hater, Max. You're doing well, your mission. Nah. I mean, well, Mormon mission. I, I I'd just, like to see a 37-year-old with like a <laughs> father of six. Why not? Well, we asked, like, who actually has the advantage there? If you're the 26-year-old or if you are like the 20-year-old. 
I think the 26-year-old has the advantage, especially the kicker. You've had a little life experience yeah. now, maybe calm your nerves a little bit. But Perloff, you were saying maybe. like yeah, a five-star 20-year-old is in better shape than a 26-year-old. Well, yeah, yes. I mean, if you're 26 and you haven't used your scholarship years yet, you're not Micah Parsons. Like, <laughs> I mean, trust me, the 26-year-old might be good. Yeah, you're working on savvy at you that ever point. See, uh, <laughs> did you ever see Chase Young when he was 19 at Ohio State? That's, yeah, I think uh, I think the average 26-year-old will get destroyed. Yeah, we're like, we're like, no, that's 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 a disadvantage. Someone could get hurt, and Perloff's like, who, the 26-year-old? Yeah, I mean, you probably think, unless you have some weird life story. But by the way, of all the priorities with college football, the 9 million things they need to fix, Adding an, a probably unconstitutional age limit has got to be kind of low on the list. <laughs> I'm saying you could petition for, you know, extenuating yeah. circumstances. Guys yeah. get a three-year ankle injury. I mean, that had to be devastating. Yeah, I just think uh, this is definitely, when I look at the landscape of college football and realignment, like old kickers, not uh, not high on the problem list. <laughs> yeah, guys. I'm going to off on this All one. All right. I'll be over here overreacting. <laughs> All right, Keaton Slovis has been playing now for 19 years. Like, we got to do something about that guy. Well, how old was Chris Winkie when he won at FC? Well, he was 28, but he, 20. yeah, he was baseball. Brock Osweiler, too. Or not Brock Osweiler, uh, Brandon Whedon. Right. Yeah, I have no problem with that. And that certainly was not a great advantage. Again, like, what what exactly is the big gigantic advantage? You're a little smarter than the 20-year-old? You can't be possibly be more athletic. You can't possibly be. Because if you were, you would have been playing when you were 20. There's no way. I think, no, I think, I think you're right about be. savvy. A lot of professional athletes don't peak until they're in their mid to late 20s. Because they're professional athletes. You're right. Mm. Well, I mean, college sports is professional sports. Right. I think your body as a, as a professional athlete probably peaks in that mid-20s area. You're not at your athletic peak mm. at 18 or 19. Again, you're talking about the best of the best. I don't think when you're 28 and still playing in college, <laughs> you're going to be considered the best of the best. Well, Chris Winkie was considered one of the best that year. And he, we saw what he wound up being when he actually got to the next level. Yeah, but quarterback, you don't need the athleticism. Like, you're not going to have a 28-year-old cornerback. But yeah. most sports, the peak is, what, 22, 20? Like, soccer, 25. Well, forget, about the, forget about the best of the best. Yeah. Perloff, were you a better basketball player at 23 or at 18? Uh, I was in better shape and better jumper at 18. Oh, interesting. Probably a little bit. I mean, most... But, like, like physically, like, were physically, you... Yeah, 23 was probably big. But then again, like, most sports, like tennis, like, at 23, you're basically an old man, right? <laughs> this is true. And, like, like... It on the sports. I mean, football, it depends on how much... Like, soccer, your body you're, is taken. you're really old at 24. Like, how old are the average soccer star? Well, Messi's 30. Yeah, okay. Uh, 35. 35. Yeah, he's an outlier. I was like, 30? No, no, no. Yeah, no, I think no, you're, I'm sorry. you're, you're like 24, 25. That's when you're yeah, at your best. Yeah, it's late, late I mean, upper 30s. Yeah. Maggie in tennis, which you played like you peak after you're twelve. That's it. Yeah, yeah. If you don't make it by the time you're twelve in the women's tennis, that's just, it. You're a has been, you're washed yeah, up, you're a never was. Coco Golf just saved her career. Like it was like, wait, what's going on with her? Is she she's about 19. to retire? Right. I know. Yeah. She's played in seventeen majors. Like what? also, watch college football on Saturday. Do they look like they're young and undeveloped? I mean, some scrub on a terrible Colorado state just came out of nowhere like a missile. These the average line in college football is three twenty apiece. The they're huge. So I don't know. We're, we, we, don't worry about the age We're fine. <laughs> All right. I'm telling you, I'm on to something here. 855-212-4CBS. I didn't think it could be unconstitutional. Oh, not, definitely. I had not factored that in. By the way, NFL draft, it. also unconstitutional. You can't just limit a, a person's ability to work for totally random reasons. Apparently it's a, not. They took it to court and lost. In yeah. 2014, courts since then have done nothing but rule against the NCAA. If anybody sued, <laughs> the courts would be like, you're screwed, NCAA. 
Trust me, if anybody wanted to sue, any running back wants to do that, I will represent them. I was a paralegal. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But he's still charging 500 bucks an hour. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. Now that'd be a movie. All of a sudden, Perloff takes a case. It's like my cousin Vinny, but without the law degree. Hey, wait, you're wearing your Vincent Gambini law shirt t-shirt today. I think subconsciously you saw that. Is that a is that my cousin Vinny's name? Actually, I didn't even know. Yeah, that. Vincent Gambini. <laughs> Vincent Gambini. C A L L O, not Gallo. Representing Utes since 1992. <laughs> Did you say the two Utes? Eight five five two one two four CBS. Okay, lot more to do, including updates on what's going on with the Chicago Bears. We get that in this CBS Sports update with Marco Belletti. Welcome back to the show, Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. Been a big day for the Chicago Bears. Justin Fields sort of airing some frustrations that he's had with himself, but also with the coaching staff. Says he's feeling like he's playing like a robot. He's not out there playing free. He's he's overthinking things. Um, And then had to walk back and sort of clarify some of those comments. Then on top of that, the defensive coordinator for the Bears also resigned today under some interesting circumstances that we're not even sure what Mm -hmm. they are. He's citing health and family reasons, uh, but also has retained a lawyer. So it's gotten some people talking. They also put their left tackle on IR today. Uh, A lot happening in Chicago. You know, it's funny, too. They have a big game against the Chiefs this weekend. I think it'll get more eyeballs now because of all this drama. Definitely. Uh, You know, it's a 13-point spread. Uh, I would not touch this game it's gonna I think the Bears could be galvanized by this and give up quite a fight to the Chiefs uh Justin Fields is gonna run on every single play and that makes it that makes Justin Fields dangerous he made made the Eagles game close last year because he's really hard to contain problem is if you're the team he can't last you can't do that for a sustain you're not gonna build a champion that way you have to mix it up I think it's a very bad situation I get a sense this game can go only one of two ways, massive blowout. Like mm. this whole thing has distracted the Bears all week long, or they keep it close. This galvanizes the team. They turn inward and they give the Chiefs something. Yeah. I, I don't I think, think like they hang around for three quarters, you know? I yeah. Know. I think they hang around. I think Justin Fields is basically telling the world, watch me. I'm about to ignore the coaching staff and run for first down after first down. <laughs> Maybe a Justin Fields anytime touchdown prop or something like that. Might yeah, be, or the, uh, rushing, the rushing over. Whatever his rushing over is probably just went up. Uh, okay, let's get to our shot of the day. He shoots! And the shot of the day is brought to you by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos Tequila is brought to you by those who drink it. Uh, robust debate happening on the show today regarding Travis Kelsey dating Taylor Swift rumors, but also Odell Beckham Jr. hanging out with Kim Kardashian, allegedly. So who is the bigger power couple? This was the pre-show debate we got into. And like, honestly, I don't know if the show is going to recover. Who is the bigger power couple? Kelsey and Taylor Swift or Odell and Kim Kardashian? Nobody or... cares who Kim Kardashian's dating anymore, though. That maybe 15 They have years... a whole show around it. Is that show Just still on? You yeah, don't that watch show it is 20 years old. It. First of all, Taylor Swift is right now, I mean, our version of the Beatles. She's way, way bigger than Kim Kardashian. And she actually does something, unlike Kim Kardashian. The other thing, too, is Kim has already dated a lot of famous people. Yeah, and Taylor dated... hasn't? Well, <laughs> she's but dated she's never... every famous person this is all the material for her song i don't think obj and kim kardashian moves the needle at all in the chat pete tolner he says perloff and kim kardashian would have been a huge power couple i never would have. i was all about chloe (laughs) (laughs) really she's way taller there's no way i could date kim kardashian we found out today perloff is a chloe person
Yeah, I'm not uh, definitely not dating any Kardashian. And then, even if I was <laughs> there's single, still time. Yeah, no, I'm okay on that front. <laughs> um, yeah, you didn't really think that people were going to answer OBJ and Kim Kardashian. That's a lot of star power. Yeah, what year? I'm just saying, it's still a lot of star power. Tom Brady plus... almost dated Kim Kardashian. We barely even cared. <laughs> barely cared. We talked about it for a month. And still, Taylor. Taylor is right now. She's got to date an athlete. If she doesn't date Travis Kelsey, we need to pull her into our world, Maggie. We <laughs> yeah, need a reason sure. to talk wait. about. Yeah, I think that if Travis strikes out, then there's going to be maybe a quarterback, maybe Brady. How would that couple do? Brady and Taylor Swift would be a lot of fun. It doesn't feel like they're in the same. It feels like he could be her daughter, right? Yeah, they're like 15 years apart. I don't know about that one. Yeah, I mean, I know it's different when you're a She's 33. He, so, okay, just to be clear. And he's 60. You want him to <laughs> go out there for the Jets and play quarterback, but he's too old to date a 33-year-old Taylor Swift? Yeah. He's, he's young enough to play NFL football. So, you know, that guy's been defying age limits his whole life. And if he wants to date a 33-year-old, that's probably too old for him anyway. All right, quickly, let's get to the advice, Duck. I'm in the suit, youtube.com slash CBS Sports Radio. If you'd like to watch, I said we're moving advice, Duck, from Fridays to Wednesdays. So we did get a submission. This one came to us from Danny, who lives in the Bay Area. He's got a conundrum because the Giants are playing the 49ers tomorrow night in Santa Clara. And he said he gave tickets to a friend of his, his tickets to a friend. And the friend came back and said, this is crazy. I didn't realize that the game was going to be start this early. I can't get out of work this early. So I'm going to miss basically the entire game. I'm only going to get there maybe for the fourth quarter. And and that's it. Should he give me the tickets back so I can give them to someone who will be able to enjoy the whole game? What's the answer? Well, I lost my hood here. The duck decrees... Mm -hmm. Once you give someone something, that's it. Now it's up to them. Whatever they want to do with it, they have to be able to make the decision. I don't think I don't think you can say to them, hey, why don't you give them to someone who will actually be able to enjoy the full game? Go tailgate, hang out, do the whole experience. I think once you give someone the tickets, it's just their prerogative now. Ooh, I don't know. Maybe for a meaningless baseball game, but a NFL they're only seventeen games a year. Feels At like home a home games. But Happen. fourth quarter, this game is going to be 64 to 3. <laughs> you must well just keep driving home. Saquon's out. Andrew Thomas is out. Like four other Giants Sorry, stars Manny. are out. Yeah, this, uh, first of all, this game, I would not even bother going. This is going to be one of the least competitive NFL games in a long time. Manny, do you agree or Giants fan? Yeah, I do agree. Oh, boy. Quack, so, quack. <laughs> uh, okay, well, this is I think you cannot ask to give the tickets to someone else. I think if it was a real game, then you could definitely ask. If they were playing, say it was say they're playing the Rams. Niners-Eagles, yeah, then 100%. You would, if it was a Niners-Eagles game, you'd have to give the tickets back, right? I, you can't ask for them back, though. That's up to the discretion of the person but you the gave person, the tickets to. But why did the person tell you they're not going? Well, I mean, you, you're friends, you're chit-chatting, I don't know. I think you have to. I think the an NFL game is so precious, especially if you're on kind of a Super Bowl year like the Niners. You have to be polite and give them back. Wait a minute. Hold on. Now the chat is saying they don't want advice duck anymore. They want advice lumberjack. <laughs> is this from yesterday where I agreed to a show bet that if my ducks lose to Oregon State in the Civil War, then I have to dress up like a lumberjack? You can't be advice lumberjack unless Oregon State wins. Lumberjack doesn't exist unless the beavers beat the ducks. What's a lumberjack really an expert in other than cutting wood? I mean, what's a, what's a duck, duck an expert in? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Well, 
you know, I, I don't know. <laughs> Swimming around. <laughs> Swimming around. And answering questions about NFL tickets. About NFL tickets to the Niners-Giants game tomorrow. Ducks know a lot of things. By the way, I think we should talk about this tomorrow. I don't think NFL fans have to watch that game. I don't even think it's a tune-in game at all. Thank you to Mike Sampner. Thank you to Manny Rodriguez. Fantastic job, guys, today. Lots of sound. You did a great job. Thank you to the Weedos, the Purple Drinkers, the Callers. We'll see you tomorrow. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.